Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hi, you Road to Growth listeners. Today I have Masha. Uh, she is a business fixer and solution designer. Thank you, Marsha, for, for being here. Second time's a charm. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you you help uh, uh, help businesses. I think mostly kind of a focus on women-based businesses uh, exactly. and helping them kind of grow. Out of curiosity, why do you have a more of a hyper focus on women-based businesses compared to uh, men-based businesses? Uh, because... Uh me myself uh i was in the corporate world for over 15 years and then i had a break and a break in my career because i had small kids and uh actually i see a lot of women who do that and uh that's why i'm coming also from my own experience and how it happened to me i would like to support women entrepreneurs especially the ones that have that break or now they're searching a little bit how to go back into into the world and majorly these are women who had uh, big careers before and you know just stop it for for their personal life and uh yeah that's why i want to empower women to go back to their business path <laughs> you're um you're based out of uh europe right um do you feel that there's a difference of how men started businesses compared to women started businesses, the perception outside looking in for a woman to start their own business. Is there a difference or is there is it pretty on the same level? How does that look out there? Well, usually what I encounter is more, yeah, men do it for more different reasons, I would say. For women, it, it what I see, it often, often happens that uh, when they we change when we transform from, you know, from single to having a family, then we have to juggle our life a little bit differently. And then we set our priorities differently. Then we could also, many women see that they were actually not so happy in the corporate world, or they want to do very different things that they did before. And uh, that's why I, I, I feel it is a different thing how, how it all starts. So the perception of a, a man started business compared to a woman started business, there's nothing on the same level. I mean, I know, um, I mean, it, here it seems at least um, in, in the United States, where it's a lot easier, I think, for, for both sides, for a woman. I think it's becoming the norm. It doesn't really matter if it's a woman started business or a man started business. I've heard at least from a couple of different people um, overseas that that perception is not fully on the same level yet. And I don't know, being that you're in that field, do you feel that there's any kind of negative, positive on either ends of the spectrum? Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, it, it makes sense. I, I would just say also it happens for that for the men and women, we start for maybe different reasons. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe women, we are maybe a bit more pushed into it. Okay. You know, with uh, with the way our lives are are going, and also men are more they're braver. Where you guys are braver in when starting out something than women, and that's why I also feel women need a little bit more support. You know, in uh, in when when to start, how to start, understand that uh, we can do this. Yeah. Uh, here, it's I think here can be also like a very big difference, bravery and. Uh, 
trusting in yourself. That makes sense. I mean, to, yeah, to the idea of, of of making the plunge compared to getting pushed into the water. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. For yeah. for yourself was um uh, for a young Marsha was what was she like? Was she an entrepreneur? Was she basically more kind of trying to help people out, or who was the young Marsha? Oh, I was. Uh, I always liked to work. I was very ambitious. I was very ambitious, curious, and uh, I always liked challenges. So uh, when I got a job in corporate banking as a relationship banker, it was a great thing for me because I got to work with so many different people, so many different businesses. My learning curve was super fast. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I also got promoted really quickly. So, you know, it was always something happening, something developing. But uh, I think like five years down the road in in, uh, in banking environment, I started thinking uh, already about consultancy business. I was thinking I could, I could do more of consultancy. I could have a bit of a greater impact, greater support uh, for the entrepreneurs because of everything that I was also learning in the, in the banking world. Uh, but then I moved <laughs> and when I was moving uh, countries, uh, it was not possible to also move the industry, right? So I, yeah. I stayed in banking and uh, that was a little bit what was, uh, I always felt quite entrepreneurial and then, you know, things were changing in the banking world. So there are more and more boxes. So we couldn't really do uh, things uh, the same way. So I, I felt like I would like to exit, but uh, there was there was no chance for me because of moving countries. When you're talking about banking, what were the individuals that you're mostly helping? Was it just on what their finances were? Were people looking to start their own business? What what kind of individuals were you mostly working with in the banking sector? Uh, yeah, because I was I I'm Slovenian and uh, I worked in Slovenia. Slovenia is a small country in the midst of Europe with two million people. So I was working and we were calling them small, uh, medium and big sized enterprises, but they were actually not that big, right? Because <laughs> they were from Slovenia. But uh, still I was working majorly with uh, CFOs of companies or financial directors. So I was indeed on the side of, uh, let's say finances, but because I was a relationship banker, the, what was the thing is that we had to know the financials and analytical part plus all the rest. Because, uh, you know, when you were funding, when you're giving funds, whatever, you need to know how the whole company operates. So uh, that's why I got this objective view over companies, how they work, what they do. Now, it's not purely financial part that you look at it when you're extending a loan to someone. Now, seeing the, the financials, seeing how they're doing business in being that you're the relationship and you're focused on the financials with an entrepreneur mindset, like you said, were, were there any times you're just like, oh, my gosh, I feel they could probably do this a little bit better or, oh, my goodness, I wish I could help them out right here in, in parts that weren't part of your job description. Did that ever come about when you're working with these individuals? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, all the time. <laughs> It was always this thing like, oh, Jesus, if you were just a little bit more organized or you, if you could just understand which people you need to hire, you know, because or just uh, get yourself some more clarity and focus on the niche. Uh, 
there are many things like that you see from the outside and uh, that's why i i feel i can call myself the business fixer because i can very very quickly see what's happening inside the company or and especially when people are solopreneurs entrepreneurs you know they don't have the the board of directors that they can talk to right so it's uh, it's very beneficial to have an extra pair of eyes on their business uh and discuss uh major decisions how how did you understand the boundaries of what you can say and what you couldn't say how did you did was it fairly easy was it something that you internally knew or did you as a trial and error uh i i i have a pretty high intuition so for me it's very internally what i can say and what i cannot say it's just that people uh i'm an, i'm a very good listener and people always told me a lot of things so <laughs> it was sometimes more difficult to say you know to to be differentiate like i didn't need to know that <laughs> when i was banker but uh yeah you, you learn how to how not to say everything that comes to to your mind right and so you have this idea of entrepreneur mindset yet you're seeing you're seeing basically the taste of it how were these interactions with these companies feeding your idea of starting your own business uh yeah because i i always also felt i could do more you know i like i like to help people i'm very solutions oriented and uh i always felt i could do more to support so from that part i was always feeling like being in banking i cannot really do that you know i i was uh, i always knew i could i could do more i could help more i could support more so i think i just needed that time to pass uh that and then i had to uh find my place in another country and that I could decide to start my own business. Um, you, you, you said it before about the idea that a lot of women get pushed into entrepreneurship compared to jumping into entrepreneurship. So were you, did you jump into it or were you pushed into it? I jumped and maybe pushed into it is not really the right word how I would say but it's just that because the life is changing for women a bit more than for men when they establish family uh, you get to think about your life more and you try to find ways how to maybe do something that you love more that should it if 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 women don't have the really big wish to go back into their previous uh, job setups right so maybe just uh, that's why I thought pushed for me it was more jumped but i thought about it for a very long time because uh, knowing what i know about businesses uh, a lot of things i can predict and i i really didn't want to start something that i cannot continue and grow so i had to come up with a very clear vision for myself and in what way to to help because i didn't see myself as a businessman or a business coach so <laughs> i had to find this like consultancy way uh, and in a way how I can really help and what could be my added value you know compared to because every coach every mentor they they all have great things to offer right uh, but I needed to find what is my my way my my niche or how I can help and uh, for me it's really more that I can really quickly see and I can offer uh, easy implementable solutions that uh, can be done right away.
you know, and it's not like uh, through the really whole programming or the mentorship programs. Uh, so that was my way. I needed to I needed to understand where is my strongest point and how I can really support uh, women in in progressing. So is it is your vision more of assessing the business than assessing the person? Is that or am I getting that wrong? Uh, I you said, you said mindset. You said something about well, not really the mindset, but looking at their their paperwork, their their information, and figuring out strategies for their business. And that's so. Is that kind of the vision, or how would you describe your vision for your company? Oh, my vision for company for me, it's like I I I want to tune in into the person and their business because it's very it's very important that person runs the business according to their personality because if you push somebody who's uh, not very organized into something very organized box business uh, it will fail right people always need to find their way in running their business so that they bring the best out of their self from their core business what I want to help them is to have all the other non-core business things of their business done, if it makes sense, in a way that supports their core business. So I, I that's why I don't want to run programs. I want to work with people one-on-one -on -one so that because everybody's are specific and I want to help them be unstuck in a way that they see how they can run their business in a way that fits them do you, how, how long did it take you to understand your your vision for your your company i would say most likely a year i was really digging in hard and you know drafted a lot of things uh of on how to how to support basically because uh, i coming from my background i know a lot of things right so it was really uh and then uh, understanding that there has to be a niche in a way to, to help people and make yourself the person to go to. Uh, where do I go? What do I do? But then if I focus only on one part of the business, then I'm excluding everything else that I can offer. So that's why I more focused on this uh, easy implementable solutions for any kind of business because that's what I can do. And then I can, I don't implement things, but what I can do once they go through this process of clarity and being unstuck with me, I can guide them and refer them to other people who will dig deeper with uh, either with the mindset or with the money issues or, you know, with the messaging, whatever. So they're, that they're more specialized in specific uh, topics. So it took you about a year to kind of, put a, a vision together, a game plan. How long before that was the just the idea born? That, I'm telling you, the idea was there since my mid twenties. Like, okay. It was always the way that I want to do something. I want to consult. That was always, that was always part of, part of me. So I felt like that uh, all my, everything I did uh, in my corporate life was leading me here mm -hmm. in a way. Right. So, uh, what do you think? And I know you talked about the idea that you moved and that kind of pushed off the transition. What, was that the, the, the biggest thing or, or one of the only things that held back on the delay of starting your own company? Uh, yeah, I believe so. But I moved twice and I had family in between. So that was actually 
that this is how my life was going because I moved from Slovenia to the Netherlands and then we moved to Switzerland where we still live and uh, because I had very small kids at the time I couldn't start something right away so the idea was always at the back of my head but then it started growing and growing and then for one year I was really actively working on vision uh, before I started in between I was always consulting actually everybody around me so you you were already kind of doing the work before you had the idea of what you're going to do yeah yeah because uh it's it's for me it's like whenever somebody's starting the business and it was next close to me in a way like colleague friend whatever i was always there to support right and uh i think for i mean for a lot of I mean, people, coaches, consultants, uh, individuals that are, are giving help in that kind of sense and kind of go into it, the idea of how to monetize your practice can be a difficult one for people. Where at, when you're first kind of giving advice, giving feedback, helping with the consulting, were you charging that time or what was the transition like when you actually started charging um, those people for, for the work? Uh, when I started charging when I formally established my business. Before, okay. I was just working for free yeah i mean because it was everything more friendly based but uh still i was yeah well, and how did you come across your your pricing how did you come to to realize what to charge that was difficult yeah but that's why i hired coaches for because <laughs> you know all the coaches all everybody has coaches and i realized that one and uh, i i tried to when trying to evaluate my my business my uh, services i really relied on coaches and then the network i had to see uh how to price that one out what was the 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 feedback was there um like for someone listening right now and they're thinking about the idea of what to charge for for their product was there a a roadmap was there a game plan was there a conversation that you and your coaches went through to get you to self-realize what to charge uh yeah well maybe roadmap maybe the the whole process of uh, of how to establish it uh, for me what was the most important is that uh, when you say uh, high ticket, VIP ticket is not actually something that is super priced and not accessible, but it means something that when you work with somebody one-on-one -on -one and go very deep, that's what it's called a high ticket. And uh, that's what I had to internalize first. And then second thing is that I really had to feel comfortable, comfortable in myself what to charge. So I was running prices through myself and then when I felt comfortable uh, and, uh, you know, my coaches were not happy with my prices, they would say, like, you should go higher. But for me, it was more important that I feel comfortable with. And then that's how I set up my prices. Makes sense. If we're, if we're talking, Masha, in, in, let's say, five years from now, where, uh, where would you be? Where would your company be? I would have a very steady flow of referral-based clients and, uh, well, yeah, and I, I'm seriously, I would not need to advertise myself because I would be, they would just come knocking and uh, that's about it, yeah. I'm not having this really high um, expectations of growing business and having and employing other people. 
I would like to run it myself. Uh, I'm not thinking about programs. I would just really like, like to go one-on-one -on -one and have really, really quality service when uh, supporting women entrepreneurs. And I'll finish off with this question. I mean, the I've had a lot of people that I'm on here when they transition into <clears throat> entrepreneurship, right? That transition can can be rocky with their family if their family is not fully on board or their support system, even friends, I mean, whoever it might be, is not fully on board. What's what's your trust system around base or your your family, your friends? How do they perceive basically the transition you're, you've had? into this career uh well i'm lucky i have very very big support within my family and i mean everybody's really happy with me transitioning into this one uh because i still i run my own time mm -hmm. that's important and as of friends uh everybody was always just like what are you waiting for you know <laughs> it's uh, yeah so for me i i can really say my support system is really good and it helps, obviously. Well, especially because you've had that, I guess, that mindset of doing the transition for such a long period of time. That mm -hmm. probably your friends are like, oh my gosh, Marsha, you keep talking about it. Let's do this. Let's get you out there. Let's do, Let's do this. Let's do this. It was about time, right? <laughs> what, um, if someone's listening right now and they have a business or an idea of a business and they're looking to, to grow, expand, and they, they need someone like yourself, what's the best way of them reaching out to you finding more about your company. What's the best way, Marcia? Uh, I, I have my uh, internet page. It's my website. And when they, I, it's called uh, businessbrainstormingmentor.com. And uh, they can just book a chat with me. It's a clarity chat where we establish if we are a good fit. And I tell them how I can support them. Uh, or they can just DM me on Facebook. It's very easy. Perfect. And, and all Marsha's information is in the show notes. So go find it right there. Thank you guys for listening. Please subscribe. Please share. And then again, thank you, Marsha, for, for being here. Have a great one. Thanks for thanks for having me. This fun. It was very fun. <laughs> thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.